All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. I'm definitely limping, definitely limping today. If I can try and get the English language there. So, but like I've always said, gang, the show must go on. So we're going to do this. All right, we got camera mode. Hope this is all working today. Gang, we got the three, the two, the one. YouTube, you are up and running Super Samurai. Gang, we're going to jump into this shit. It's going to be one big fucking topic. But, um, fuck. I'm going to kind of give reasons (laughs) or or, uh, examples on why it is I'm a pessimistic son of a bitch. Right? And again, and I've learned the hard way. 100% my fault. Uh, let, Let me start off today by saying this is not a panicked cry. No need to call 911. But um, I'm down in the fucking dumps. I'm not going to lie for uh, a handful of reasons. But one of them has been almost a 50-year fucking battle. And there are times where you're just like, again, fuck. Again, you would think there are certain things that would just unify us. Things that wouldn't be an argument. And they are. And sometimes it's hard to sit here and act like everything's okay. You're just like, man, yeah, this is great. You're like, this fucking blows. Right? There's certain things that have happened since I've been alive and before and long after I'm gone that I would think are just some unifying topics. And this isn't the normal Robert Reed bullshit where it's like, if you like pineapple on pizza, you're an asshole. No, there are some things that I would think and maybe that's the 1% of me that you could call maybe Pollyanna, you would think there were just certain topics that we wouldn't argue over. But we do. Now, gang, one of the things that kind of kicked this off, other than having social media, (laughs) the internet, cable, shit like that, there was a discussion at work today. I told you, I got to burn that fucking place down. But uh, let me get all this shit moved around. It's someone who I haven't seen in a couple weeks, and they came back. And again, it's just like, fuck me. I did not think that this would be a topic of fucking discussion. But how about a little uh, lead up to this? Gang, this was a person who 15, my brain is fried, 15 plus years ago, when Hurricane Katrina happened. Now, again, my family is not from New Orleans. We're about 90 minutes away. It still affected us, right? And gang, like like any other Louisiana boy or girl, I was stressed the fuck out. I can't think of a disaster since I've been alive that the United States has fucked up more. Again, we, we, we sat there and we turned it Democrat versus Republican, Republican versus Democrat. It even got to a point where people were saying, George Bush asked God to bring the hurricane. I was like, I can't believe we're actually talking about this bullshit while Cajun and Creole is sitting there drowning. 
in a first world fucking country, right? And this person, I remember, and this one, I was like, you know what? I, I don't think I can talk to anyone other than a fellow Cajun about what's going on. Because I remember this person, they were sad, you know, and everything else, but their allegiance was to their political party. And I remember this person saying, you know, it's like, because my complaint was people are dying. Okay. People are drowning, dying of infections that fucking, you know, third world countries don't have. This is bullshit. People are suffering and they are suffering one state away. Everyone's blaming everyone else. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, shut the fuck up. And again, this person was sad. But their allegiance was there to their political party. And I still remember as I was starting to rag Bush, it wasn't Bush's fault, but Bush didn't fucking help. And I remember her defense was, well, you know, these things take time. They take time. Again, you would think that Hurricane Katrina was something that, again, save for the handful of psychopaths and just purely evil people. You would think a natural disaster like that would be something that we could unify over. But we didn't, not as much as we should have, because again, it got to the point quickly where this was political, right? Neither side wanted to be caught with the hot potato of blame, right? But I'll, I'll just never forget what she said, right? It's like, well, these things take time. You've never been to Louisiana, have you? You don't even give a shit. This is just a sad story to you, right? But to but to today, again, I haven't seen this person in a little while. And again, I live in Texas. So, of course, you got to talk about the goddamn shooting in Uvalde. Now, again, this person started out saying all the right things, okay? And the two things that just really stuck out, right? And I didn't need to put Uvalde. I can't. Buddy's asleep on my arm. Buddy, go fuck yourself. But... The two things that really stuck out that just like, I cannot believe you are saying this out loud. Again, they started out saying all the right things, how sad it was. And listening to the parents talk was just gut wrenching and everything else. Like, yeah, you're right. And then again, <clears throat> this is the same person who did it for Katrina. This person's loyalty quickly switched to their political affiliation instead of Uvalde and the victims. This person started talking about the police response. And this person started talking about how, you know, she, she was taking the heat off of their backs, basically, and saying, well, I mean, they weren't trained for such violence. And I was like, wait. There was one gunman one gunman, untrained, one untrained gunman against almost an entire police force. This was an 18-year-old. The brat, I just built, hashtag a professional. Up to that point, the most dangerous thing that this fucker carried was a number two pencil. Cops train with guns, I would think on a regular basis, they've got Batman like fucking utility belts. They got mace and ass that you beat the shit out of people with. 
They've got guns. They've got fucking bullets in their car. They've got shotguns. These are the people that are trained to deal with stress, unlike the fucking teachers. And I was like, wait. You're telling me you're, you're making an excuse for the cops? Let's say there were 30 cops there. You mean 30 cops you're giving the hall pass to because they had to face one 18-year-old lunatic? And you're saying that, you know, the fuckers, they weren't trained for this? And her voice was soft. You would think she was Ted Cruz talking about guns. And I was like, you've got this all wrong. I mean, please go fuck yourself. They weren't trained for this. They're cops. You know, funny. No, it's not. Funny how they're trained for it when a black person uses a fake $20 bill. But one dude with two fucking guns and you've got half a fucking police force right outside. It's like, are you serious? But what other thing that this person said that kind of fucked me up in the skull was... They started talking about, and I don't know if this is true or not, gang, and I don't care. But apparently one teacher, the, the, uh, the gunman entered through one unlocked door that this apparently, let's just say, Miss Johnson left unlocked. Gang, this person came with more fire. It's like, did you hear? I think one of those teachers left the goddamn door open. I would find that person. I'd fire that person. Holy shit. And I was like, oh, stop. Just fucking stop. You are, you, you, you not, do you not hear what you just said? You got more piss and vinegar in your voice for a teacher who left a door unlocked than you do for the cops who carry weapons. And again, gang, this is just, this is why I'm a pessimist right now. You would think that the Uvalde shooting was something that as a country, in a state that we could unify over. But it's not. We all saw the same game tape. 19 babies and two adults are now gone. One of the, the husbands uh, of the teacher who passed away, dude was in perfect health, went home that night, fucking died of a broken heart. You, th this isn't a fucking debate. You would think, but Uvalde is one of those topics that has split this country in half. Again, I'm a pessimist now because you would think this is something that would bring us together more than just slogans, more than thoughts and prayers, more than a little fucking wristbands, which they'll be coming. I promise you that. More than the fucking wristbands that sit here and say Uvalde strong. Right. But no, no, this this has split us down the middle because one half of us, the reasonable side is like, yo, people are dead and people are dead because especially here in Texas, you can get a gun. That's one of the, the things that this person was talking about at work. How did this happen? It's like, you mean other than an 18 year old going and buying thousands of rounds of uh, ammunition and buying two fucking guns? Can't buy beer. Can't rent a car, but you can go get two murder machines. It's like, let's stop fucking around. You know the answer. The governor that you support, he did this. The senators that are underneath them, they did this.
But no, half this country, again, the logical side says it's fucked up. That's the end of the story. There's no dot, dot, dot. Guns, easily accessible guns, are the reason why we have this insanely high mass shooting rate. You guys have already heard it. Other first world countries have the same amount of mental illness. Other first world countries have the same amount of domestic violence. The enormous difference is we shoot people the fuck up. They don't. You want to know why? They don't have the gun circulation. There are more guns in the United States than there are fucking people. Please go fuck yourself. Right? One half of us in this country says the shooting in Uvalde was fucked up. Let's do something about these guns. You know what the other side says? What about all these goddamn doors? Huh? In Texas, we sit here, we talk about mental health. No governor has slashed funding to mental health aid than Governor Greg Abbott. Look that shit up if you think I'm fucking lying. Right? This is something that should bring at least Texans together. But this is a topic that is ripping us apart. We all saw the same game tape, gang. This is this is kind of the start of, you know, this bullshit uh, today. Let's just say in the fucking state of Texas. Because this one personally affected me, right? And who the fuck am I? I remember sending out the video when I was about maybe three days in saying, I'm going to be just fine. I am. I smell like ass. My house is fucking freezing. I'm having to charge my devices in my fucking car, draining my battery. And I said, I'm going to be okay. Other people, not so much. Again, I'm talking about the fucking freeze, Okay. The freeze was fucked up. In 2011, Texas was told by the powers that be, you are not woefully ill-prepared for another freeze, Texas. You are lethally unprepared. I just belch. Hashtag unprofessional. <clears throat> you are lethally unprepared to handle a freeze. If you do not step your winter game up, not only will your entire state be fucked up less El Paso, you're going to get people killed. That's what we were told. That's not up for debate. That is about as much up for debate as the Earth is 6,000 years old and the center of the fucking uh, planet Jupiter is filled with cream cheese. It's not up for debate. Texas was told, Step your fucking game up. Do you know what Greg Abbott did? Not a fucking thing. He was told. He was told. He was told. And after they told him, you'll never guess what they did. They told his monkey ass again. Again, you were not woefully ill-prepared. You were lethally ill-prepared. You know what Greg Abbott did? Meh. Walk it off. The freeze hit. You guys know the story. This entire state shut the fuck down. That same day, my best friend, who lives at over 11,000 feet, who gets twice as much snow on a warm day, he went to work that day. Electricity, running water, internet, what seems to be the problem? But because Texas decided, they decided. Again, we weren't caught with our pants down. We pulled our own pants down, pulled those pants off, and threw those sons of bitches 
in a fucking incinerator. None of this is debatable, gang. None of this is debatable. After the freeze broke, this place looked like a fucking war zone. It looked like a fucking war zone. And I remember I was driving the squid back to the airport, and I'm just sitting here and I'm looking. Again, it, 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 it was fucking awful. It was depressing, gang. It was absolutely fucking depressing. After all that was said and done, you'll never guess what. Half this um, this state, they pulled for Greg Abbott. Again, you would think this would be a unifying fucking topic, but instead, this state was split in half. Again, you wonder why I'm a pessimist. This is a fucked up ass show. I don't care. I'm fucking doing it. Right? I remember one of the first people I saw when I got back to work after the freeze. Now, keep in mind, this person did not lose a second of electricity, running water, warmth, nothing. Right? To say PTSD, and I know it's it's real common to, to throw a mental illness or something on top of conversation. Right? You put your pencil down like, oh, I have to straighten it out. I'm so obsessive compulsive. Shut the fuck up. Right? Is that what you think OCD is? Go fuck yourself. you got a quirk at best. But gang, straight up PTSD. All of us did. If you survived that bullshit, you have PTSD. I guarantee it. Gang, I was angry as fuck for months. And one of the first people I talked to when I got back to work, I said, I got to burn that place down. I got to burn that place down. I was telling this person what time it was. And I said, this is fucked up, right? Who the fuck knew what ERCOT was? None of us. And then when we found out what ERCOT was, the people that run the power grid here in Texas, you know how many Texas residents there were? None. I think there were like 10, 12 people on this board. I think like three or four of them, they weren't even in the United States, gang. I'm not bullshit. Again, none of this is debatable. That's why I'm saying you would think this was a unifying topic. Again, some fuckface in fucking Munich, Germany, making decisions on what Robert Reed does power-wise does not make sense. Okay, I'm not going to ask a fucking vegan the best way to make a fucking steak. I'm not going to ask a fucking German who does not live in Texas what to do about the fucking Texas power grid. Again, none of this is debatable. Look all this shit up. And so I'm telling this person how fucked up my experience was listening to people with way worse stories than I. Then I was like, Urcott, Greg Abbott can eat a bag of dicks. And I never get this person. It wasn't his fault. It's like, what? And this person went on this fucking diatribe on how it wasn't Greg Abbott's fault. I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask you to shut the fuck up right now. I'm not listening to you defend Greg Abbott. You ate hot food. You washed your ass. You had the internet. You were safe. You're the last person that I ever want to fucking hear defend Greg Abbott. But again, this was a unifying topic, or so you thought. A good portion of not just the state, the United States saw what Greg Abbott did and said, good to go. Gang, if anyone outside of the Abbott family said, Greg, you did a good job, that's exactly 7 trillion people too many. 
But people actually went to bat for Greg Abbott, saying it wasn't his fault. My analogy still runs true. I don't give a fuck what you say. Greg Abbott is essentially the head coach of the state of Texas. With that title, yeah, you're going to get all the credit when things go good, Greg. You also have to shoulder all of the blame. Those are the rules. You don't get to sit here and say, well, I wasn't aware. Fucker, you're the governor. It's your job to be aware. Okay? This is something that we all should have been able to unify over. But we didn't. People defended Greg Abbott. People defended Fuckface Ted Cruz. I have people ask me to my face. Then again, I could always tell who's been watching Fox or what, what listening to some fucking conservative slap nuts online or whatever the fuck because they repeat themselves. Actually, both sides do. Robert Reed, go fuck yourself. I just built hashtag unprofessional. But when Ted Cruz, that was going to be the next one. When Ted Cruz hopped his bad built ass on a fucking plane and rolled out, got called out, got caught, called out in return. You guys remember what the talking point de jour was? He's a senator. What is he supposed to do? Right? Fox News said it. The Daily Wire said it. Everyone was giving him a, or the right side of the political fence. Again, gang, that's about half this country. It wasn't just a bunch of people in Texas saying it. It was, well, what was he supposed to do? My answer hasn't changed. As someone who survived that bullshit, if Ted Cruz just stayed in Texas and didn't do a fucking thing, it would have been a better look than hopping on a plane, transform, and roll out. He ditched us when we needed him the most. You would think that would be a unifying topic, but it wasn't. I had people to my face ask me, and the last one who asked was like a 20-year-old kid. I did not bash this child. My mama raised me better than that. But I remember telling this child, I said, child, I'm not going to come down hard on you, but I am going to give you an honest fucking answer. You want to know what Ted Cruz could have done? I'll tell you what he could have done. He could have gotten on the phone and asked uh, the AO to the motherfucking C for a copy of her game plan. I told you, in the time it took Ted Cruz to bail on the state of Texas and come back, that magnificent warrior of a woman raised over a million dollars for a state for which she's not a resident in. And that's what I told this child. That is your job right now as a senator. You leverage relationships in times of need. That's why you go to these golf courses. That's why you got this country club membership. That's why you schmooze, right? I'll grease your palm the next time. You hook me up this time. That's the way it works. And that's what I told this kid. You stay in Texas. And like fuckface Ben Shapiro, of course, coming to the fucking defense. Again, you are judged by the company you keep. What does Momo always tell y'all? Huh? When your monkey ass lays down with dogs, you get up with fucking fleas. Gang, when Ben Shapiro is coming to your defense, you're a piece of shit. You're an absolute filth-ridden piece of shit. 
And he sat there, he was like, oh, oh. so I mean, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? I mean, I look at the books, I look at the books, I look at the stats, I look at the stats. So what are you supposed to do? You go out there with a the blowtorch, and everybody the blame, shut the fuck up, Jamiro. No, fuck nuts. Again, if nothing else, you stay your bad built ass in Texas and just freeze with us. At least it's a unifying move. But again, you would think that this was a topic that would be, again, save for those on either side of the extreme. Right? If you just took the majority of us right here in the middle, you would think that this was something that we could agree upon. This was supposed to be a unifying topic. And that topic is, fuck Ted Cruz. And again, not only, again, let's stick with fucking Ted Cruz. And like I've told you all before, this is not something that you just fill out an application for and get paid $13.50 an hour. That means over half the Texas residents look at his job performance and they say, that's my man, slump shoulders and bad beard and all. Gang, I know seventh graders that can grow better beards than fucking Ted Cruz. You can tell Ted Cruz's wife, Heidi, she's not fucking that dude since they have their last fucking child. That much I guarantee. There is no way that your woman sits there and rolls over and sees fucking Ted Cruz and says, mm, yeah, you look good, baby. No fucking way. I told y'all, Ted Cruz's wife has got a fucking personal trainer seven days a fucking week. His name is fucking Jerome. He is six foot five. That is a black man with dreads down to the crack of his ass. He's got a beard down to his fucking dick. And his dick is bigger than Carl Massive Nassib. If her fucking appointment is at nine, she is there at 830 fucking warming up. And Jerome is knocking the fucking bottom out of it. This much I can guarantee she's late for everything else in her fucking life that includes Ted Cruz. But when she goes and sees her personal trainer, that bitch is 30 minutes early. I guarantee goddamn you she has not fucked Ted Cruz since 1987 because there is no way you turn around and you see that and you say, baby, you look good. Give me a fucking break. Right. That was quite the rant there, gang. I'm telling you, this is all kinds of fucked up. Isn't that always typical, stereotypical? You fuck your personal trainer, you fuck your secretary, your office assistant, whatever the fuck. Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, fuck face Ted Cruz. A, 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 a statewide, if not nationwide, disdain for Ted Cruz should be a unifying topic. But Ted Cruz is something that we don't agree upon, and we should. You know, I'm not going to rush shit. You guys didn't see the old setup. Oh, my God. It was fucking archaic. That's why I call this thing the motherfucking Tesla. I can see the clock sitting right there in the fucking corner. My old computer, again, I just had to fucking wing it, right? But, gang, thanks to the world's greatest DJ, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm pressing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. About to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Then I'll be back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go.
All right, I'm black. Let's get you two back up and running. Who knows, gang? One day I'll be happy again. Who the fuck knows? All right, uh, blow up, shoe eight, camera mode. Gang, we got the three, the two, the one. All right, YouTube, you are black. Scorponok, terrorize. You guys remember that cartoon? You guys remember Beast Wars? I fucking loved Beast Wars. That shit was fantastic. Optimus Primal. You guys remember that? Oh, God. Scorponok, Rat Trap, Rhinox. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's fuck me. That was a great show. But, gang, let's get back on topic. Let's bash fuckface Ted Cruz. Again, this is not a job that you get by simply filling out an application to be a night stalker at fuck stalker, not stalker, night stalker at fucking Walmart. Give me a break. Again, I would think Ted hatred of Ted Cruz should be a unifying topic, but it is not. Again, especially for us Texans. Alpha people, right? We're rough, we're tough. What is it John Wayne toilet paper? We're rough and tough, and we don't take shit off of anybody, right? We're Lone Star. We're independent. We sure as fuck don't act like it, do we? We put the worst people out in front to represent us. Texans, do you realize there has not been Democratic leadership since Ann Richards? Dead serious. And again, I'm not a Democrat. I'm also not a Republican. But this is the ultimate case of if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. Don't you guys think it's time for a change? Apparently not. This is who we are. Texas, go fuck yourself. But again, the loathing of Ted Cruz should not be a debatable topic. Gang, holy balls. I tell the same story every time because it is mind-blowing to me. I told y'all. If you insult my woman, you got a problem. You literally have a six foot three inch, 240 pound fucking problem. Shut the fuck up. You don't have anything nice to say? Then shut your fucking mouth. Not Ted Cruz. Again, our disdain for this man should be a unifying topic. Donald Trump bashed the shit out of Ted Cruz's wife. Long story short, what ended up happening? He ended up phone banking for a man who slapped his wife across the fucking face. Okay, do you guys know that I've had to change the scope of my self-defense classes? I have. I don't have kids. And I'm not obviously I'm not a kid. Gang, once upon a time, if you wanted to bully someone, if you're my age, you had to work for it, Jack. Right? Nowadays, you got the internet. And it's serious. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting light on this topic. I'm not be speaking lightly of it, I mean. Right? You sit here, and at 8 o'clock, you can start a rumor about, let's say, Susie. Susie's a slut. Susie fucked the entire basketball team, swim team, and let the entire baseball team fuck her in her ass. Doesn't sound all, it sounds bad, but between one and two people... Who the fuck, so what? Gang, with today's technology, before Susie gets home, not only does the entire school think that she's done all those acts, the entire school district, and by the time she wakes up the next day, the entire city thinks that that's what she's done. Before the end of the week, 
She's headline news on fucking CNN. Don't make me say what ends up happening at the end of these fucking stories. It's fucking brutal. My point in bringing that up, Donald Trump did not walk up to Ted Cruz's face and say, your wife's an ugly ass doll. He did it on the internet, gang. Everyone saw it. Millions of people worldwide saw Donald Trump insult Heidi Cruz. What? And, and, and Ted Cruz was so upset, he crawled all the way up Donald Trump's booty hole. His nose is so far up Donald Trump's asshole, he could smell what he had for dinner before he rips the fart. You would think the disdain for Ted Cruz would be a universal. Again, save for the extremes. Save for the extremes. A man who does not defend his wife and throws his daughters under the bus is deplorable. And people think he's fucking fantastic. Again, I'll be the first one to tell you, because we were talking about it last week. Gang, obviously I'm an atheist. But when my ex-wife did what she did, I was devastated. Devastated, gang. Holy balls. I was right on the verge. I wasn't all the way in atheist. I didn't know what it was. But I was at that point, right? Hold on, do I got a belch? False alarm. Gang, long story short, again, when you get treated the way I got treated, oh my fucking God. If someone in a clan suit would have come up and said, you want a hug? I probably would have said yes. So I can kind of see, kind of partially, because again, I'm not in Uvalde, and I, I didn't lose anyone in that horrible ass event. But back to this fucked up ass story. Gang, there were three ladies at work, and to say that they were Christian is putting it gently, okay? At the end of every workout, they were three asked, would you like to pray? You know what I would say? Yes! I didn't pray. I just wanted to be around someone who wasn't going to slap me across the fucking face. So I understand when you're in the dirt, when your dick's in the fucking dirt, some positive attention goes a long way no matter who's giving it to you. Now, back to fuckface Ted Cruz. Gang, Ted Cruz is partially responsible for what happened. Texas leadership is partially responsible for what happened. Making guns as accessible as we are, as they are here, jerking off to blood money checks from the NRA, Greg Abbott, Cornyn, Cruz, they are all partially responsible for what happened. And again, and Ted Cruz is the person who, again, dipped out on Texas when we needed him the most. When he got back, first thing he did, other than make an appearance on Fox, he threw his daughters under the bus. Oh, my little girls wanted to go, so that's, that's why I booked the ticket. I'm not even a dad. Do you know how much I, even if that was the truth, if I came back, you know what I would have said? My fault. I actually drugged my daughters. They wanted to stay with their, you know, states people. I, I would lie to protect my daughters. I absolutely fucking would. Not Ted Cruz. First thing he did, throw them bitches under the bus. The exact same people who Ted Cruz bailed out on, he went to go see in Uvalde, Texas. 
and watching him sitting there praying and hugging, hugging people and everything else. Again, I understand when you are that emotionally hurt. Okay. But as the outsider looking in, it's just fucking disgusting. Those people will one day wake up out of this fog. The pain will not get any better, but they will learn to operate with it. Trust me, I'm going to do that shit myself right now. If he hugged 20 people, I guarantee you, eight to nine of them, a couple years from now, I'll be like, I cannot believe I hugged that nasty motherfucker. My child is dead because he got on his knees and juggled the nuts of the NRA. That's what I'm saying, gang. Again, our hatred and disdain and disrespect for Ted Cruz should be a unifying topic. But instead, it is divisive. Almost half this state thinks Ted Cruz is doing a good job. That's why I'm pessimistic right now. So I cannot, again, I cannot believe this is something that we are fucking arguing. Oh, no, I got the freeze. I'm marking shit off my list, gang. Let's move on a little bit. George Floyd. George Floyd was what, two years ago? Again, this is something that we could have and should have unified over. Okay, this the, the George Floyd murder, it's not like it was shot from 27 different angles. I just belched professional. We all saw the same game tape. We watched a man be tortured for almost 10 minutes. Again, if you're my age, think back. In the 80s, do you think they would have shown that? The only reason why we got shown the Rodney King beating, because it was grainy as shit. You guys remember when recording devices were as big as ghetto blasters? Now, again, I've got a piece of shit phone. That's, a, I think, a 7 or an 8 or something. I know kids that got like the iPhone 29 and shit. You just think and it fucking does something for you. It's like an Iron Man suit and shit, right? We all saw the same crystal clear video. We saw a murderer hold a man down by his neck. Derek Chauvin's over 200 pounds, gang. And as he murdered George Floyd, his lips were two straight lines. His eyebrows did not move a fucking inch. He had the same wherewithal as if you stepped on a goddamn roly-poly. We heard George Floyd gurgle. We heard that man call out to a mother who had already passed away. He knew he was going to die. You would think that that would be a unifying fucking topic. Not for us. That topic divided this country probably 55, 45. Just think about the gross defense of fucking Derek Chauvin. And again, you guys may think this is an extreme example, but it's not. When you got the coons like fucking Candace, someone's going out there and saying that, you know, the, 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 um, the, the jury succumbed to the woke mob. It's like, no, you dumb bastard. They didn't succumb to the woke mob. They saw a fucking murder, just like you did. But instead of being on the side of what's right, we, we side with our political affiliation. 
right? If you are a hardcore conservative Trump supporting sack of shit, you said he was fucking innocent. And by he, I mean fuckface Derek Chauvin. And what do I tell you Chauvin is French for? Apparently, it's French for lay killer. You guys remember Steven Crowder? Again, you think these are extreme examples? That fucker's got millions of followers. I've got hundreds. I'm not getting paid for this, but he is. Steven Crowder apparently is an alpha man. Again, he's, he looks, looks like a legit 6'1". He's not a tiny guy, right? And he portrays what apparently is now alpha by today's standards. Gang, I am sitting in my study. I've got a blind, deaf, toothless, elderly dog on my lap. There's some whiskey, and I'm just kicking my fucking opinions. That guy's got a professional setup, a staff, right? He gets paid to do this, and he does it while wearing a gun holster because, yeah, alpha, right? So my point is he can't be ignored. Now, is I like fucking Glenn Close, right, from fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, was that, is that, was that indecent in proposal, right? I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. You can't ignore the likes of Steven Crowder. Gang, after, you know, before we go to that, again, let, I've told you all about this fucking story before because it happened right here in Austin, Texas, right? Steven Crowder used to have a segment on his show called Confronting Crowder. What Confronting Crowder was is that, again, here's this alpha man. He's not short. He's not tiny. Carries guns. I think he even does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I'm sure he sucks at it. He would comb the internet looking for people throwing shade on Steven Crowder because, yeah, right? <sighs> Steven Crowder found... Uh, Let's just call the person Ted. Ted is a trans man here in Austin, Texas, where I live, right? And I'm trying to remember, did Ted lob a threat? Meh. But it was something along the lines of like, you know, dude, you're a piece of shit, dude. Like, if you were here, honestly and truly, I think I'd fucking stab your fucking car tires and push you in front of a moving car. Now, here's the thing, gang. Let me tell you why it is I'm defending Ted. Steven Crowder is one of these fuck faces who apparently will sit here and tell you, look, I don't care how you identify, but then do a 29 minute segment on how transgender people are filthy fucking faggots that are going to jerk off on your daughter's face. All he ever does <clears throat> is to go out of his way to dehumanize trans people. So I don't think that's a threat. I think I call that an appropriate response. Buddy, do you want some fucking water? Gang, I think the Q-tip wants some water. Hold on. Yeah, I told you, this is not a professional. Oh, look, Bubba's asleep. Bubba's asleep, gang, and I've been yelling this whole time. Holy shit. You guys, don't let me forget Steven Crowder. No, Bubba just woke up. Them eyes. <laughs> Hold on, gang. All right, buddy, go get yourself some water. Okay. So, hold on. Closing the door for a second. All right, let's get to work. Let's get back to fuckface Steven Crowder. Now, again, this is not a small guy. 
He wears guns. Ah. And all he does is dehumanize trans people, right? So again, I don't think what Ted did qualify. Again, legally, yeah, I'm sure. She'll go shut the fuck up. I call that a response. I would say if I could only imagine what it was like to be part of a group that was dehumanized, but I'm black. So I kind of have an idea, right? And so Ted got sick of it. Now, again, keep in mind, Stephen Crowder doesn't live in the state of Texas. He saw that. He hopped a plane. Ted worked at like one of those Jamba Juice stores or whatever the fuck. When Ted got up that morning, you know what he thought of? I'm going to go make some fucking Jamba Juice. He wasn't thinking about Stephen Crowder one second, but Stephen Crowder was thinking about Ted. Now, here's your alpha man, gang. Long story short, he walks into that fucking Jamba Juice, microphone in hand. He's got like a 10-person posse. They're shoving all kinds of camera in fucking Ted's face. And you know what Stephen Crowder's like? What's up? What's up? You're not so tough now, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, threaten me now. Threaten me now. And Ted's like, dude, what are you talking about? Gang, Stephen Crowder got this big, like from Kinko's, got like a 12 by 12 fucking uh, printout of what Ted said randomly online. So like, no, say it now. Say it now. You're not so tough now. And his camera crew's all in his fucking face. And Ted is sitting there shocked. And finally, the manager was like, dude, get the fuck out. Well, he got the fuck out, but you'll never guess what he did. Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Alpha Man, the one calling everyone else a snowflake, he called Austin Police Department. There were three or four cop cars, gang, taking down a written statement because Mr. Gun Holster, Mr. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Mr. Alpha Man felt threatened by some random dude online named Ted. That's Steven Crowder. I just wanted to set that shit up. With millions of followers, by the way, gang, after George Floyd was brutally murdered in broad daylight. In order to prove <coughs> the innocence of Derek Chauvin, the killer cop, and that clearly it was fentanyl, it was fentanyl, it was fentanyl, and he had a criminal, but shut the fuck up. He recreated, quote unquote, the assault. And Steven Crowder, with his fucked up ass crew, sat there and he let his crew put a knee on his neck and a knee on his back. All the while he's talking the entire time. Gang, I said it then, I will say it now, because unlike Crowder, I'm an actual experienced martial artist. You want to know the one thing, other than besides all of it, you want to know the one factor that Steven Crowder did not put in his fucked up ass experiment? Stress. Steven Crowder knew at any time, if he said, guys, I've had enough, they would have stopped. George Floyd did not have that fucking uh, uh, luxury. He couldn't say, hey, Derek, this is a little bit uncomfortable. I think I'm about uh, 120 seconds away uh, from dying. Would you mind? No. Gang, I bring that up to tell you this. Again, I think he got it. He did. Steven Crowder got his ass put in some hot water for that fucked up ass experiment. But like the Catholic Church, no matter how many booty holes they bust wide the fuck open, they only gain more 
followers. Steven Crowder isn't off of social media game. Again, this was something that should have unified us. Instead, it split this country in half. Half of us saw the Steven Crowder, and now that you guys know about it, you're probably fucking appalled. Just so you know, for every 100 of us, there's probably 100 of them that says what seems to be the problem. If he just would have complied, he'd still be alive. Why was he taking fentanyl? Hey, Robert, don't you know George Floyd had a criminal past? Watching Derek Chauvin murder George Floyd in the middle of the fucking street, you would think would be a unifying fucking topic. But instead, it split us in half. That's why I'm a pessimist, gang. That's why I'm a pessimist. Black Lives Matter. Do you guys have any idea how much that hurt me as a black man? What the fuck is that? Okay. I took the slight against, again, three words. Black Lives Matter. For, for a country that sits there and says that we're not racist, there's no such thing as systemic racism, you would think we could all sit around a campfire, hold hands, and sing kumbaya over three words. Black Lives Matter. Instead, I would say it dwarfs in half, but it really feels like it was 70-30. 70, 30. 70 the racist. Again, do you have any idea how much that hurt me as a black man? Black people in general. This country took the words Black Lives Matter as a personal insult. This country is so racist that when we point out the racism and we say this part right here, we need to cut out and eliminate. This country is so racist that we act as if we just told a human being this part right here. Yeah, your brain, the thing that runs the whole shebang bang we're just going to cut that out and get rid of it. When we tell America we are racist and we have to do something about it, America protects the racism before it does its black citizens. Do you have any idea how much that fucking hurt as a black man to sit here and watch this country literally burn in front of my fucking eyes because people who look like me said, yo, black people... We deserve to see tomorrow. Those three words split this country in more than half. You would think that would have been a unifying topic, but that topic tore this country a new booty hole. Now, if you want to sit here and tell me, I think her name is Patrice Colors. Did she use like millions of dollars to personally enrich herself? Yes, she did. You know what my opinion is of her? Fuck her. Do you have any idea, uh, Patrice, what it is you've done to that movement? Right? Patrice aside, the movement is still solid, gang. Those words should mean something. Right, well, Margaret Sanger, 
the founder of Planned Parenthood was a racist sack of shit. Again, not up for debate. I just spelled hashtag a professional. But her organization is solid. And Planned Parenthood has worked overtime to separate themselves from their racist founder. Say what you will about uh, the founders of Black Lives Matter. The movement is solid. You would think for as much of this country talks about how much we love people of all colors, I don't see colors, blah, 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 shut the fuck up. When you hear the words Black Lives Matter, half this country throws up all over itself. Right? Again, you would think the civil rights movement, which is still going on, by the way. If you think I'm bullshitting again, it wasn't until this year. YouTube, you can see me. Podcasters, you can't. What's growing out of my face, my facial hair, I literally need legal protection to do so. You think I'm bullshitting? The crown law. Because what's growing on my face also grows on my head. Gang, I'm not bald. I choose to cut my hair off. I could have an afro in a fucking month. In six months, I could have dreads down to my fucking shoulder blades. I have to have a law that protects what I grow out of my face and skull naturally. And that law was not passed in 1964. It was passed in 2020 fucking two. You would think civil rights is something that we could all unify over. But it, no. That's why I tell people I'm all over the place on this one. Obviously, this one's hitting me a little bit more personal. I've told people. Oh, that's where it was. Let me write that down because we're going into another halftime. End racism. End zone. Let's get this one in before halftime. I remember telling someone at work a while back that, again, today's heroes are yesterday's villains. And this was during the whole Black Lives Matter bullshit, right? And again, the whole thing was like, oh, why can't they be like Martin Luther King? It's like, you don't know history, do you? Yeah, obviously you don't because we live in fucking Texas. And I've told everyone who says that, why can't they be more like MLK? I was like, you don't like MLK. Oh, yes, I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know, I know you don't. Because if MLK was alive and active today, he'd be on the side of BLM. He would. We loved MLK so much in this fucking country, we assassinated him. Right? Today's heroes are yesterday's villains. I told that lady. Your, your grandkids will learn about Colin Kaepernick the way I learned about Tommy John and Juan Carlos. Please go fuck yourself, right? Actually, this is a good time to take a break because I got to go get buddy. Gang, thanks to the world's greatest DJ, I'm looking at the clock again. And I'm pressing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up. It's delicious motherfucking Hendrix. And I'll be back for part three. Gin and truth. Let's go.
All right, I'm black. Let's get this round three going, shall we, gang? Let's get YouTube up and running. You guys know the drill. Expand. Let's blow up. We're in camera mode. Gang, we got the three, the two, the one. YouTube, you are up and running. We can be slaves or we can be likened. All right, gang, let's keep this thing going with the whole civil rights movement, right? Again, you'd think we would be able to unify over this. Again, having half this country go weapons grade because someone said the words Black Lives Matter. Again, as a black person, I want you guys to know how much that fucking hurts, right? But again, it was actually just last year. Again, I got to burn my place of work down. And I remember when... We'd kind of taken a couple steps past kneeling for the national anthem, right? Again, stop it. They're not disrespecting a fucking song. Grow the fuck up. Again, Colin Kaepernick hates the national anthem as much as Martin Luther King hated fucking lunch counters. Colin Kaepernick hates the national anthem as much as Rosa Parks hated fucking public transportation. They use those things as a vehicle to get their message across, right? So we'd have kind of gotten a little bit past the kneeling portion, but the NFL was still doing things to bring light to the fucked up ass racial situation, right? And so I remember the NFL finally got on board. Now, be it financial, whatever the fuck the reason was, they started to kind of bend their knee. And so in the back of every end zone in the NFL, they had two words printed. End racism. That's it. They didn't say fuck white people. They didn't say motherfucking white people are the scourge of the... No, it literally said end racism. Gang, I knew people who they were watching football up to that point. It's like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. It's like, fuck what? I just want them to go out there and play football. What's with all the social messaging? Shut the fuck up. I was like, wait. You are a rich white person talking to a black person, middle-aged, from the South. And you're telling me that two words, that just doesn't benefit me, it benefits all of us. All of us. You mean to tell me those two words, end racism, is what's making you stop watching football? And I remember the people that had this conversation, they just didn't get it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, I want you to know all I hear out of your mouth is dance, nigger, dance. You mean to tell me, again, well, I just want them to play football, which they're doing. They're doing that. Right? Your high-priced monkeys, they're throwing the ball just like you want them to, Mazza. But again, my point is, I'm a pessimist because you would think the simple message of end racism would be more than enough to, to make at least, at least 75% of this country say, I can get on board with that. But instead of being a unifying topic, 
and split us in half. Two words, end racism. Again, for a country that likes to sit here and scream how there's no uh, systemic racism, how everything's fine now, thank you, Martin, and all this other bullshit. No, not at all. Again, I would think though that is a unifying topic, but alas, it is not. That's why I'm a pessimist, gang. Tucker Carlson. You can just kind of lump Fox News in there as well. I know, I know, I know, I know. First Amendment rights. Shut the fuck up. I told you, this is an opinion show, not a news show. You would think a white-knuckled hatred for Tucker Carlson would be universal. But it's not. Tucker Carlson divides this country, gang. Not just literally, but he he, he divides this country. Again, it's kind of like what I say about Barry Manilow. Gang, I love Barry Manilow. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Let's play a little fucking Barry. Hold on. Every time, again, I don't even know why this, again, here's, here's kind of another one. I do not understand how we all just can't come together and say, I love Barry Manilow. You want to know why? Because Barry Manilow is fucking fantastic. Let's get some fucking Barry Manilow, shall we? All right. I just need a reason to fucking smile. Let's, uh, oh, you know what we're going to do? You got to do this one. Gang, if you say the words Barry Manilow and you don't play this song first, it's because you hate America and you kick puppies. Hold on. You you know what I'm going to play, right? Oh, oh, oh. Is this like the disco remix version and shit? Hold on. You guys ready for this? Oh, uh, you know what time it is. Let's just get to the meat of it. No, no, fuck that. They fell in love. His name was Rico. He wore a diamond. He was escorted to his chair. He stole all the dancing there. And when she finished, he called her over. But Rico went a bit too far. Tony sailed across the bar. And then the punches flew. And chairs were smashed in two. There was blood and a single gunshot, but just who shot who at the Copa, Copa Cabana, the hottest spot north of Atlanta, at the Copa. Sorry, I had to do it. I had to do it. I prayed about it, and Jesus said, you got to play the fucking song. Please go fuck yourselves, but back on topic. The reason why I brought up Barry fucking Manilow, gang, is because... When I tell people I love Barry Manilow, they look at me like I said, I don't know, I love Tucker Carlson. I was like, let me tell you something about my man, Barry Manilow, okay? There's no way you have that level of success with Robert Reed and 10 other gay guys buying all his fucking albums. Please go fuck yourself. Everyone loves Barry Manilow. That's a scientifically proven fact, gang. That's Tucker Carlson. Again, he is not Fox News's 
top paid anchor and most watched anchor on Fox News. Across the board, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, OA, all of them. He is the most popular and highest paid news anchor in the United States right now. Tucker Carlson is a racist, xenophobic, Christian nationalist sack of shit. He has openly bashed everyone. Bubba the Love Sponge got up on his show and says, I don't have to work. I'm not the man of the people. You know me? I've been elite since I've shut the fuck up. I don't need you fuckers, right? Again, I can go on. You guys know the drill when it comes to Tucker Carlson. A disdain for Tucker Carlson, again, minus, you know, the, the really fucked up people, the psychopaths, the sociopaths, the Greg Locks, people like that. Hatred of Tucker Carlson should be universal. But it's not. He divides this country. And not just, buddy, dude, okay, you know, go walk it off, shit. <laughs> you guys sing the song. Don't you want, don't you want to get fucked up? Buddy's got ants in his pants. And it's too fucking hot, I'm not walking. Back on topic. A hatred of Tucker Carlson, to get to the point, should be universal. Gang, there are people who don't just take what he says as literal gospel. There are people who defend him. Again, I said it a couple episodes ago. You guys remember when Montana Man, the dude, that's what I call him, when Tucker was uh, going shopping to go fly fishing with his family? And yeah, he got set up. Montana Man had someone film the whole thing because he was going to post that shit. People defended Tucker Carlson. Gang, 90 plus percent of us who saw that should have said, bravo. Tucker Carlson is responsible for the fucking filth that this country lays in every single night. But what did people say? Well, he was shopping to go on a trip with his daughters. So fucking what? And that's what uh, Montana man said. You guys remember when Tucker did that fucking fake laugh? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And Tucker was like, I'm here with my daughters. You know what Montana man said? Got in his face, poked him in the chest with his fingers. Like, I don't care, dude. I don't care. I don't care if your fucking daughters are here. You're the worst. You are the absolute fucking worst. Dude, you do so much damage to the very fabric that is the fucking blanket that covers the United States of a fucking America. I want you to know what a hot steaming pile of monkey shit. And people, instead of saying Montana man should never pay taxes, never pay taxes. That should have been a unifying topic. 90 plus percent of this country should have gone and said, Montana man, I'm naming my next child after you. You're the most phenomenal person on the planet. That's not what happened. The bashing of Tucker Carlson should have been a unifying topic. Instead, it split us in half. And you guys wonder why it is I'm pessimistic. Now, gang, I saved the last one to be the biggest one. And that's Donald fucking Trump. I know someone and we have a mutual friend. This mutual friend, and I'm using the word friend lightly in, in this case, who's a Trump supporter. This person has told 
They don't like Trump as a person, but they agree with his policies. And I said, that person's a sack of shit. I don't care, gang. I do not care whatever list of accomplishments you can pull out, and I'm quite sure there are some, there's nothing that Trump accomplished over the last four years as the president of the United States that is worth what we are going through right now. You guys remember the good old days when racists got to the point where they had to say that shit under their breath and in closed doors, you know, on the dark parts of the web? Not, a, not Thanks to Trump. Now, those people are very fine people. Like fucking Tucker Carlson. Richard Spencer, white nationalists, neo-Nazis, Klansmen have come out as groups, not as individuals. Again, look this up. None of this is for debate. Have openly said, we are glad Tucker Carlson is on the mic. Tucker Carlson says what we believe. Racist groups got up there and they said, we are so glad Donald Trump is the president of the United States. He gives us a microphone. This isn't up for debate. They have openly said it and they stand by their fucking statements. All these racist ass groups, that's what they believe. Again, not up for debate. That's what I'm saying. This should be a unifying topic. Donald Trump is, in my short lifetime, the biggest sack of shit to ever sit in the White House. Also not up for debate. I guess the only good thing is that he has shown this country what a hot steaming pile of hypocritical sacks of shit we actually are. Are you really going to sit here and, again, Christians, go fuck yourself. Exactly which one of the Ten Commandments has Donald Trump not broken? Gang, I'm more of a fucking Christian than Donald Trump and I'm an atheist. You guys remember when he sat there and talked at fucking Liberty University? You could tell he was fed what to say. He was trying to quote 2nd Corinthians. Remember what he said? Sat there with the fucking Bible like he was holding on to a porno mag. He was like, no, oh, yeah, I mean, 2 Corinthians. I mean, that's all ball game. That's all ball game. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians? Shut the fuck up. Again, the hardcore Christian, right? You guys went nuts when Bill Clinton got his dick sucked. And you know what? I'm not a fan. Not the fact that he got his dick sucked. I don't give a shit. I'm not Hillary. I'm not fucking uh, Chelsea. He doesn't have an answer to me. I don't know why I didn't remember this before. Monica Lewinsky's my age, gang. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Uh, Bill Clinton was president when I was in college. That means she was in her early 20s. Gang, the, the, the president of the United States cannot have a casual tryst. Everything you do as a president of the United States, unless you're meeting with a foreign dignitary of like rank, every, every relationship you have, there's a power differential. That is why, no matter how much we like to say, it wasn't me the problem. Gang, when the 25-year-old chemistry teacher fucks the 16-year-old student, the power differential, that's the crime. Right? What do I, oh, it seems to be the problem. I mean, shit, I, I wish my teacher would have raped me. The power differential is the crime. Okay?
So, no, I wasn't pleased when Bill Clinton did that because the power differential is the issue. I just wish they would have been more consistent. The hardcore Christian right. He got his dick sucked, which is bad. Donald Trump, again, three wives up, three wives down, cheated on all three of them. The last one, not only did he cheat on Melania, Baron Trump was so young, he was still breastfeeding off of Melania fucking Trump. And while Melania fucking Trump was at home breastfeeding Donald Trump's little fucking crotch goblin, he was out having raw dog sex with a fucking porn star. Why is this a topic of conversation? But over half this country came to his defense. I know someone, and I told this person, never speak on this topic ever again. I'm dead serious. I will throw a drink in your fucking face. You know what this person said? Oh, Stormy Daniels? Oh, she's fucking trash. Stormy Daniels is trash? What about the guy who's cheating on his wife who literally just had a baby by him? Again, Donald Trump being a disgusting roach of a human being should be a unifying topic. But over half this country, or at least I'm sorry, going to Donald Trump, 80 plus million people think he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the universe. Think about it again. I can do an entire show on Donald Trump's fucking shortcoming. When I watched the NRA rally and he sat there and read the names of the deceased, all Hispanic, by the way, I thought exactly what you thought. And that is for once in his fucked up ass life, his handlers like, dude, you got to understand. No, Donald shut. No, Donald shut up for two seconds, man. Seriously. You have no idea how badly this is going to go down if you mispronounce a single name. I know you're used to flying off the cuff and saying whatever you want and getting standing ovations. If you butcher one of these names, I I don't even think you could recover from this. You guys remember how careful he was, right? He sat there, and I don't remember the names. Please forgive me. So I'm just going to say some names that just came out to my top of my head. Luis Silva. Ilian Gonzalez. Gang, he was careful. He knew, He was told. He was fucking told. But how bad did he drop the ball soon after? After he gave his fuck, again, all the speakers did the same thing, right? Oh, you know, thoughts and prayers to, you know, you know the, the people in Texas. Shut the fuck up. Afterwards, it turned into a Trump rally. And he got there and he did again. Podcast, you can't see me. But just imagine his fucked up ass dance. He did the... He's still campaigning. He still wants to make sure that Donald Trump, the name, the topic Donald Trump, comes before anything else including the massacre in Uvalde, Texas. You would think a disdain for Donald Trump would go across the board. 
you would be wrong. Instead of a topic that unifies us, the topic of Donald Trump fucking divides us. Gang, Uncle Bobby's only giving you one motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to give you one motherfucking solution. Divisive topics that shouldn't be, shut the fuck up. Again, what, what's on my fucked up ass list? Ted Cruz, Tucker Carlson, Hurricane Katrina, Uvalde, Texas, Donald Trump, the Texas Freeze, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. You guys want to know why I'm so pessimistic? And not just recently. I told y'all my mother passed away. This fucking blows. But I think about literally the last 50 years of my life. As a middle-aged black southerner, do you guys have any idea what it is I've gone through? These aren't storybooks to me, right? People, do I have that? Or did I finally throw that shit away? Yeah, I, I threw it away. I told you guys, when people try to get me to read the help, there were two people there at work that really would push it. I was like, I don't want to watch the help. I don't want to read the help. You should watch the help. I don't want to watch the fucking help. You should read the help. I don't want to read the fucking help. And finally, I told them, it's a storybook to you. To me, that's my childhood. My grandmothers were domestics. Domestic's a kind way to say a fucking slave. I don't want to relive this shit. This isn't a movie to me. Oh, no, Robert, it's okay. She shits in a pie at the end, so racism is solved. <laughs> right? One lady, she got the hint. The other lady, she brought me the book. You know what I did? I took that goddamn book and I threw it in the fucking trash in front of her fucking face. You know what she did? Why'd you do that? Like, I fucking told you, don't do it. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I just got to cool off. But for the entirety of my life, I remember sitting there in fucking McDonald's of all places, right? And again, I don't know any of their names, but there were some white people who stuck up for me. I told you, I, one of the first times, actually the second time, the first one was my kindergarten teacher. Blatant fucking racism. There were some white people in the line that said, go fuck yourself. It's like, I can't believe this is fucking happening. King, this was the late 70s, and they were saying that. I told you, my dad got that bitch fired. No, she fired herself. My dad made sure it happened in front of his face. King, I, just, I guess I've been through so much that it's like, you know what? And, and I'm nothing. You should hear my dad's fucking stories. Holy shit. Then I'm trying to imagine what his dad went through and what my mom and what my grandmother. Robert Reed, go fuck yourself. But I've got a lifetime to tell me that there are topics that should bring us together. But instead, those topics tear us apart. And again, to wrap this whole thing up, again, I think the Black Lives Matter thing is what kind of ties this whole shit package up together with a nice fucking bow. Three words, Black Lives Matter. Especially for a country that sits here and says that there is no racism, everything's perfect now, shut the fuck up. You would think those three words would bring us together. But it split us apart. To sit here and listen to people tell a black man, how entitled must you be 
to tell a black, that's like me going up to a room full of women saying, you know what? If there's any special legislation to come down extra hard on rapists, fuck them. What were you wearing? Slut. Do you know what it's like as a black person to sit here and listen to people? Because I'm sitting here trying not to cry. Do you know what it's like as a fucking black person to sit there and listen to a white person tell you that the words end racism is going to make them stop watching a game that they love to watch? And I'm supposed to just sit here and be like, oh, <laughs> just go fuck yourself, right? I mean, just shut the fuck up. Gang, there are topics. Again, save for the rotten apples in the bunch. Save for the psychopaths and people like that. You would think things like don't kill black people would bring this country together. But instead, it rips us apart. All those topics. It should be easy to bash Craig Abbott. It's not. It, it should be easy to sit here and say, we should do something about people who own AR-15s. And over half this country speaks with more passion to defend a fucking gun than they do the citizens that are going to eventually die from it. I'm a pessimist because I wonder, are we ever going to do it right? Are we ever going to find a topic that's so fucked up and what I think would be obvious that 90 plus percent of us would come together and say, yeah, yeah, that, that's something that we need to work on. But instead, we see these big ticket items. One half of us says, let's do the right thing. The other half of us says, fuck it, I'd much rather burn this place down. Gang, that's why I'm a pessimist. I'm a pessimist because... Topics that should be easy to agree on are the ones that rip us apart. All right, gang. The big guy's held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go. Thank you.